opening a civil rights investigation into schools that will not promote pornography for children. Because, of course, I mean, where else is Joe Biden going to have a chance to meet kids that might be interested in sexual activity, if not a library that has pornographic material for them to read? I mean, this is, this is, this is Joe Biden's thing, man. No joke. No joke. Floors Plus, Floors Plus Nixa, Floors Plus Springfield, all of your flooring needs. Straight up, simple process. I like simple. I like threes. These are easy to remember. You go in, you pick the flooring, they'll do measurements of your home, your business, and they give you a price. And then uh, you set up a time, they come do the installation. 0% financing for 12 months. That is an incredible deal that is still available to you, uh, regardless of the fact that we've got interest rates going up all over the place. Uh, This is one area that you can still lock that in. So if it's something you've thought about in order to improve uh, the the look and the the value of your home, uh, then I recommend you stop by one of their two locations. You'll be well taken care of. Floors Plus Nixa and Floors Plus in Springfield. They're all the same folks. You can find them under Nixa Endorsements at ksgf.com. So the Biden administration has opened an investigation into a Texas school district because they banned pornographic materials for kids. Not the other way around. We're not talking about some sort of federal investigation because child pornography is being provided to kids. But in Joe Biden's mind, the fact that it's not being provided to children requires a civil rights investigation. These people are perverts. The Department of Education for Civil Rights is seeking legal precedent saying the failure to represent LGBTQ characters in school content can constitute discrimination. So now, number one, I love how the left always associates LGBTQ people with pornography. You notice that? They've got a real twisted view of what uh, the LGBT community is. Because in their minds, if you're not giving kids access to pornography, that is anti-LGBTQ. That's what they think of you, by the way. If you happen to be in that community. That is the representation of who you are. But furthermore, now it is discrimination if there are not books in a library that represent you. So go through the library, and if you don't find any book that you feel speaks to you, that you feel speaks your truth to the world, according to the Biden administration, that is a violation of your civil rights. Now, of course, we're not naive. We know you have to be a certain kind of person for this to be any sort of civil rights violation. 
School districts across the country have been forced by parents to remove books deemed sexually explicit or racially divisive in the wake of public schools being exposed as left-wing indoctrination mills. Many of the books describe in detail and glorify the completion of all sorts of sexual acts between minors and even pedophilic interactions. Why not? Why not normalize pedophilia? Granbury Independent School District in Texas is at the center of the probe, which will be based on an American Civil Liberties Union complaint from this summer. In 2022, Granbury removed 130 books from library shelves, about 75% of which were deemed to be too sexual and, and also had LGBTQ characters. The Texas ACLU promptly filed a complaint. And again, what is it with the apparent inability to write books that have LGBTQ themes or characters and, and this inability to make those books not be pornographic. Does anybody else know? I mean, there are tons and tons and tons of books that deal with heterosexuals that aren't pornographic. Yet it seems, at least when you look at it through the the perspective of the left, the pornographic component and the LGBTQ content are one and the same. You can't have one without the other in their minds. I just for the sake of of understanding, I printed off the definition of porn, pornography because. I think a lot of people feel as if when you describe these these uh these books, these magazines as pornographic, they 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 interpret that as overplaying it a bit. Like, well, it's not really pornography. This is the definition. Printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activities. That's exactly what these materials are. They are the explicit description of sexual organs or activities. To a T, by definition, by definition, they are talking about pornographic material. This is how far down this this depraved hole that that the Democrat Party is taking its people and the country. I can all but guarantee you, 10 years ago, if you were to say to just normal people who vote Democrat, do you think pornographic material should be promoted, should be put in the hands of children in public schools? You would have been hard-pressed to find any Democrat voter that would have supported that. They would have said, of course not. What has happened? Now you have some of these people showing up at school boards, even in the, quote, Bible Belt. Not only defending the promotion of pornographic material to children, even in elementary school, but demonizing people who are against it. 
and now a full-blown civil right. So it is a civil right for adults. In the mind of this administration, it is a civil right for adults to give children pornographic material. This is where we are in 2023 with the Democrat Party. And I don't care for what reason you vote Democrat. I don't care if it's because you believe that, uh, despite reality, that they are looking out for the working man or you think their policies here. You've got to understand, these are the people that you are putting in power. Jason Rima with the latest news update. The Lawrence County prosecutor has charged a man with kidnapping his ex-girlfriend in Aurora. George Lawson reports. A man is being held without bond in Lawrence County as a suspect in a weekend kidnapping incident. 22-year-old Nick Morris turned himself into police, and he's charged with kidnapping and assault. Police said he fought with two men Saturday outside a price cutter store in Aurora, and he's accused of kidnapping his former girlfriend. The woman was taken to her home, and she was treated at a hospital for minor injuries. A motorcycle crash leaves a man from Springfield dead. Springfield police say 43-year-old James O'Keefe was riding his motorcycle early Tuesday morning when he hit a curb on the roundabout at Maryland and Walnut Lawn. Police say speed and intoxication played a role in that deadly crash. An organization in the Ozarks doing what it can to help churches in the Ukraine. Matt Moyer has more. A group based in Ozark is helping restore churches damaged during the war in Ukraine. Builders International says it has 42 churches that it would like to repair or rebuild. For now, it's trying to raise more than $300,000 to fix seven churches. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. Got the first alert forecast. Showers, storms possible today, a high of 56. Tonight, cloudy, 32 for a low. Mostly sunny tomorrow, 41. And Friday, sunshine with a high of 46. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Transmissions, talk and text line 447-KSGF. Someone texted in, why does the LGBT community allow the radicals to speak out for them? If they aren't willing to stand up to these people, then they'll be labeled negatively. Now, there are actually some groups uh, that are within LGBTQ+, that do speak out. One of them is Gays Against Groomers, and you could go to their website, gaysagainstgroomers.com. They list themselves, Gays Against Groomers, a coalition of gay people who oppose the recent trend of indoctrinating, sexualizing, and medicalizing children under the guise of LGBTQIA+. And there are others as well. The the problem is they... the left wants them to shut their mouths. They almost see them as these sort of Uncle Toms of the gay community, which is weird because on one hand, they recoil at this at, at a stereotype that the LGBT community is prone to be a groomer. But then when you have people in the LGBT community that come out and say, yes, that's right, we are against this, they, they don't want people to know about it. It's it's the same odd approach that the left takes when you have some of these 
uh, female activists within Islam that come out against the radicalism of Islam and, uh, you know, against the more extreme views when it comes to the treatment of women uh, and and people who aren't Islamic. And the media wants they, they want to the left. They trash on them. They marginalize them. They want to make sure that you don't know they exist. And so the it, it's just such a weird thing because the. Uh, like I said, they 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 do everything they can to say, "Hey, that's not who these people are." But then the people who are the loudest within that community, advocates against the quote bad ones, they get silenced by the media, by the left, and so a lot of people don't know about these organizations like Gays Against Grooming, or when it comes to the world of trans, the the D trans movement, which is worldwide. Uh, they claim that that doesn't exist. You know, they they just this is why they are so big into censorship. Because they can control people through information or the lack of information uh, to where we have this movement going on. And it is unfortunate because it does potentially in the minds of some people stereotype the LGBTQ plus community, because the left is always coupling them with this movement to sexualize kids. I mean, every time they promote kids at, you know, some sort of event that's inappropriate or uh, promoting pornography for kids, they always masquerade it as an LGBTQ plus issue. Now, I don't know about you, but whatever organization I'm in, whatever quote community I'm part of, I'd be pretty annoyed if a political party was constantly attaching me to that cause. And it's clear there are many in that community that that are. So they do exist, and they are doing what they can, but they, they've got the left and the Democrat Party working against them on that, unfortunately. City of Cambridge, Massachusetts, is raising eyebrows after a city... Women's Civil Rights Commission announced, this is a Civil Rights Commission, Women's, Women's Civil Rights Commission announced a sporting event for girls age 5 to 11 that will include boys who identify as girls. The Cambridge Commission on the Status of Women is pushing its new Girl X sports program. It is offering to girls from kindergarten 5th through 7th or 5th or kindergarten to fifth grade that will include boys who identify as girls or with girlhood. So they don't even have to identify as girls now. Boy, they, I, what is it with these gir- women on the left that are just opening the door, telling women to sit down, shut up, telling girls that they need to sit down and shut up. And here now they don't even have to identify as girls. It can be a boy that just identifies with girlhood, whatever that is. It gets... I'll tell you what it is. It's whatever boys want it to be. And you have the Democrat Party that is doing everything it can to dismantle everything that makes a woman a woman, everything that makes a girl a girl, and instead telling them, anyone can be you. You are nothing unique. You are nothing special. Anyone who just wants to self-identify gets to hold the same status as you. They can compete against you. They can shower with you. And if you open your pretty little mouth, we will come after you. I've got audio I'll play here coming up after uh, just take about a 90-second break. There's this teenage girl, YMCA in Santee, California. 
and a naked guy just walks in. As you can imagine, a 17-year-old girl, a naked guy walks in. She, she hides at first, and then once he leaves, she goes to tell staff. And guess who's the problem here? She's the problem, clearly. Because she doesn't know her place, see. This is what a lot of, sadly, young women and girls are learning as the left gets control of this culture. They're, they're being told their place. And I've got audio of her. She's speaking before the city council, uh, explaining what occurred and the response of that particular YMCA. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Aller Building Company. It's spelled O-L-L-E-R. They've got a new showroom floor. It's, it's quite impressive if you've not visited it. What's the point of the showroom floor? Well, it's when you make the house your home. Uh, when it comes to buying a new home, some people don't like the remodeling. Remodeling, or when I say remodeling, it, this could even be painting or changing out fixtures, uh, whatever it may be. Um, some people like doing that. Some people have no interest in that at all. And that's where Aller Building Company comes in because they build the house from ground up. And then you go to the showroom floor and you say, I want this, I want that, I want these, I want that, I want those, I want that. And so that first day you go in, you turn the key, get in the front door, you walk through that threshold day one. It's exactly the way you want it. No alterations necessary. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R. This is going to play audio. This is another example of a girl who is is telling her local city council in Santee, California, about her experience being at the YMCA and a, a male walking in naked on her. And unfortunately, what you'll hear as she explains this is what is happening, particularly in areas that culturally are directed by the left. She's learning her place. As a woman, and that essentially is wherever a man decides it should be. Council members and residents of Santee behind me. <laughs> My name is Rebecca Phillips, and I'm 17 years old. I am not a resident of Santee, but I am employed at a local restaurant, the Omelet Factory, and I work out regularly at the Santee YMCA. Just two weeks ago, after finishing my shift at my job, I went to the gym to swim laps. As I was showering after my workout, I saw a naked male in the women's locker room. I immediately went back into the shower, terrified, and hid behind their flimsy excuse for a curtain until he was gone. I ran into a bathroom stall to change as quickly as I could, organizing my thoughts to share with the people at the front desk. As I did so, I could only think of my five-year-old sister, who I bring to this gym during the summer to to enjoy their water slides. This is the YMCA, where hundreds of children spend their summer afternoons in childcare camps. This is the YMCA where my little sister took gymnastics lessons. The locker room was supposed to be her safe haven to gossip with her friends and shower and change. When I asked the YMCA management what their policy was regarding transgenders, they confirmed that the man that I saw was indeed allowed to shower wherever he pleased. As long as you are not a red flag on Megan's Law, the California Sex Offender Registry, 
A grown male can shower alongside a teenage girl at your YMCA location here in Santee. I was made to feel as though I had done something wrong when I talked to people at the YMCA. Somehow, the indecent exposure of a male to a female minor was an inconvenience to them. When my dad spoke to the sheriff's office, they told him that he should never allow me to shower there ever again. The YMCA wouldn't let my father speak to the manager of the Santee branch. After waiting several days, he finally received a call from Terry Moss, who is the director of membership for San Diego County. She informed my dad that I was not in any danger at the time of the incident, that I was safe. But I ask you this, I'm assuming all of you either have a wife, a sister, daughters or granddaughters or are a woman yourself. Could you knowingly send an underage girl into a room where there was a naked male and say that she was not in danger, that she was safe, or more importantly, that this was right? The fact that we are now tailoring our privacy policies and bathroom laws around transgenders, ignoring the blatant threat to safety that this poses is obscene. The safety of children, girls, is on the chopping block. And this issue is not unique to one political party. Both Democrats and Republicans whom I have shared this story with have all been equally disgusted. So I implore you all to take action. With great privilege comes great responsibility. Whether it's requiring transgenders to use the single cell family restrooms or making them use the bathroom which aligns with their biological trans... I think she was cut off because she had exactly three minutes and then was not allowed to finish her thoughts. A 17-year-old girl. This is happening all over the country. There's two offenses that occur here. One is the act itself. But it is this treatment that women get. And it really does, to me, it's reminiscent of what I have seen portrayed in movies or shows or or books about how women who complained about things were treated back in, like, the 50s. They're just hysterical. Calm down. You aren't in any danger. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Is it that time of the month? You know, clearly something's wrong. The, the swimmers who were forced to compete against and shower with and share the locker room with the guy who decided partway through his swimming career in college to identify as a female and then started you know, racking up the records and everything. When the, the females complained about all this, they were told by the school that they would be offered free counseling. See, there's something wrong with them. And I, I just didn't live during that era of time in the 50s. But like I said, I, I've seen it portrayed in, in literature, read it portrayed in literature or seen the visuals. And, you know, there's some sort of dispute that goes on. And, and the you know, the male cop get, goes to the side with the man who's, you know, whether he's a manager at a store or a husband or, you know, so and, and they kind of pull off to the side. OK, what's really going on here? And, and you know, like, like she somehow doesn't really she's a woman. See. She's just a little unstable. She's she's uh, just a little too emotional. And that's how the left are treating women and girls in this country today when it comes to these issues. There, there, it's okay. This 17-year-old girl. 
Oh, you aren't in any danger. Don't worry, honey. It's fine. There, there, sweetheart. Maybe you should just go do some shopping. Maybe that would make you feel better. It is so remarkable to me how many decades back we have traveled when it comes to treating women, that men are ultimately in charge. Men decide when and where they get to speak. Men decide, uh, you know, uh, w- you know who they shower with. Who they shower with, men get to decide. And then whenever they stand up for themselves, pat it on the head, told everything's okay, sweetheart. Maybe something's just wrong with you. Maybe you should see a therapist. And the fact that the the political party that has the women in it who claim that they're these always standing up for women, oh boy, yeah, we're always... I mean, you look here in Missouri. Right now, one of the big complaints coming from some of the Democrat women is because they're going to be held to the same dress code as men. You know, you have to wear a jacket. You can't show your bare arms the same as men. And that's what they're... Meanwhile, you got this sort of thing going on in the country. And as a whole, you don't... Whenever women are speaking out on behalf of women, it ain't Democrat women doing it, at least not elected officials. A traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. First alert forecast, showers, storms possible today, a high of 56. Tonight, cloudy 32, sunny 41 tomorrow, 46 on Friday. If you've got not signed yourself up for Lunch Bunch of Retro Metro, you can do that at ksgf.com. Always is top of mind uh, for me on Wednesdays because Wednesday is the day that we have lunch at Retro Metro. Uh, we had our we had a sort of a well I, I don't even know that it was technically a Christmas party as much as a kick off the new year party there at Retro Metro and a lot of the folks with our other stations because we've got three stations here we have the River and Power ninety six five and KTTS and so we're all there Friday and uh, a lot of folks had not been to Retro Metro and they were eating and talking about how incredible it was and I was like you know this is where we have lunch bunch every week a lot of jealousy there. Um, and they should be jealous <laughs> because it's my favorite day of the week. If you've not been to Retro Metro for lunch or dinner, I highly, highly recommend it. And the great people who work there. Uh, the uh, the owner is fantastic. Those who take you know care of you um, are 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 just incredible. Um, you know, I mentioned Taylor. She's the one who always takes care of us. She just does such a great job, and I, I know all the others uh, must as well. And we, every Wednesday, take a winner. And up to five of your friends, coworkers, family members, whomever, uh, we'll, we meet you at lunch. We don't take you there. We meet you there. So just get signed up. And if you win, if your name's drawn, then we'll contact you and, and pick a Wednesday and a time. And uh, then you and up to, uh, like I said, five of your friends, coworkers will join Sarah and me for lunch there. And you don't have to have a full group. You, know, you may just have a couple. That's fine. It's, it's whatever you prefer. There's a story in the news leader, Southwest Missouri man charged with pushing an officer during the January 6, 2021 U.S. Capitol riot. It's an entire article. He shoved a police officer. It's the wrong cause. You got to be BLM to shove a police officer and <laughs> be kosher or kill one, you know.
Tyler Bard, 26, from the Joplin area, charged Thursday with assaulting, resisting, and impeding certain officers. Act of physical violence in the Capitol grounds, several other charges. Criminal complaint says a tipster. Wow, what a great country we live in. You got the uh, got the neighbors calling the authorities, tipping off the Stasi. They helped law enforcement identify Bard as being involved in the event. The complaint says video from that day showed him yelling, move, move, move. We got to push. Let's go. We got to go. Let's go into a megaphone. He's then accused of pushing a police officer. The complaint says Bard later posted pictures of himself on Instagram outside of Capitol on January 6th, stating that he had been maced and punched for yelling in a megaphone. When interviewed by law enforcement as part of the investigation, Bard allegedly admitted to attending the Stop the Steal rally, but stated he did not go inside the Capitol, did nothing illegal, according to the complaint. Online court records indicate Bard was released on personal recognizant bond. As his case moves through the court system, federal prosecutors did not seek to detain him further at this time. He's got no prior criminal record, nothing. Uh, and, of course, the news leader can't help themselves but lie and mislead. The final uh, paragraph claims the riot left five people dead, which is not true. And how it is that the news leader can just, I, no ethics or morals, I suppose. One people died in those riots, and that was Ashley Babbitt. Say her name who was unarmed and shot by a Capitol Hill police officer. The inability for these people just to tell the truth. The truth. That's all you got to do. You don't have to lie. The, the default, and I'm not sure who wrote this particular story. It didn't come out on the printout here. But, but this default to lying to its readers by the news leader. Is it, do you think so little of the community that you, quote, serve that you have to lie in, in the stories that you write? Do you feel that this story, I mean, up until that point, seemed to be pretty straightforward factual information? It's like they wrote, they're like, yeah, I got to get a lie. It's just something incomplete. I know. Let's once again carry the lie that five people were killed in the riots that day. The riot on January 6th left five people dead. Left one, Ashley Babbitt, unarmed veteran, shot. So it appears as if he shoved a police officer who shoved him back. Now what is just remarkable about this, you still have the full force of the federal government encouraging people to rat on neighbors, family members, two years later. There's still two years later. How many individuals have been captured and are being prosecuted for the over 100 attacks on pro-life medical centers by this administration? The answer is zero. Like, well, we put out a reward. Oh, no, well, we put out a press release saying if anybody has any information, uh, uh, there's a reward. That's all we can do. 
Is that is that isn't that a remarkable just gap in the approach? The full force of the federal government two years later going after somebody who's on video shoving a police officer. Meanwhile, folks who premeditatedly openly said, we will destroy you, you pro-life people. We will burn your facilities to the ground. Then they do it. And somehow, amazingly enough, this same government is totally incapable of finding any of those people. Incapable. That would be sort of an interesting story to write. You wouldn't even have to lie in it. Perhaps that's one of the reasons that it doesn't, uh, you know, catch the eye of the folks at the news leader. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Three state lawmakers from Philadelphia said they will soon introduce legislation establishing the observance of January 6th day. Because, of course, this is an opportunity to uh, have in law a day of observance about how horrible political opposition is. The companion proposals from Senator Art Haywood and Representative Chris Rabb and Ed Nielsen, all Democrats representing districts in Philadelphia, would also support a resolution to formally condemn the events at the Capitol in Washington, D.C., because that's needed, of course. Designate the two-year anniversary of the incident as one six day in Pennsylvania. Rabin Nielsen teased the upcoming legislation last week, said schools should recognize the day and honor the five police officers who died. After their hours-long battle with more than 9,000 riders, why don't you honor the one person who was actually killed in the Capitol that day? Isn't that interesting? Isn't it interesting? They portray, these, these folks portray themselves not as politicizing this whatsoever. No, 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 no. This is simply a human reaction to the horror of people who lost their lives in the Capitol that day, yet they never mention the one person who actually did lose their life that day, instead falsely claiming numerous other people who died of natural causes or committed suicide days, sometimes months later, falsely claim that those people were killed in the Capitol. These... these, these There is no depth too low for these people. And you can look through history and find what happens when you have people that are in leadership positions that will take a scenario and utilize it, beat it into the ground, make it something bigger than it is, lie about what actually occurred. In this case, the, you know, Five police officers killed in the riot. And then ignore the actual victims. We can find these moments in history, and they're they're generally not reflected on as being very positive. To give you an idea what trash these politicians are who use January 6th for their own personal political gain. Former Representative Adam Kissinger 
was out of Congress now. He has taken to selling the January 6th committee report on his Political Action Committee website. Selling it. When this guy's, this is the definition of white trash. You've got Red State reporting that former Rep. Adam Kissinger, out of Congress now, went from being a backbencher who no one knew to parlaying his position on the January 6th committee into a job at CNN. He also had to have negotiated that deal while he was still in Congress, as he announced virtually right after he was out. It turns out that the guy who's always praising himself for his great integrity has a small integrity problem. He got busted selling the January 6th committee report on his PAC website. He's advertising it as a limited edition bound with his signature on it for $100. It even has his huge picture in the book floating over the rioters below with the words stand for truth emblazoned over it. Since you can, of course, access the report for free online, he's charging you for his signature and his picture $100. This is reminiscent of the Clintons selling out the Lincoln bedroom, turning it into a Motel 6. Some of these people that get into these government positions, and it's obviously, it's clear they do it in order to line their own pockets that it, while that may not be the purpose there they see that opportunity and then some of them get out of there and this is an example of it and the clintons are also a perfect example of it and they like some people recognize well okay i don't want to be too obvious about it because i have some dignity i at least care what people think of me and then there are people like this they don't care that they look like trash Hillary Clinton twice, twice got caught stealing things from the White House. The first time was when she and Bill exited the White House and you had whichever department of uh, the government had to come and tell them, you have to give back the furniture. They stole the furniture. This is the equivalent to somebody that you've got a rental property and, you, you know, they get evicted and when they leave, you go in and the place is trash. They've stolen fixtures. They've stolen light fixtures. They've taken the wiring out of the walls. They've just cleaned the place out because they're trash. That's what the Clintons did. They had to be forced to return furniture. She also did it when she left the State Department. As if you, you would you'd like to think that getting caught would be so humiliating you would never even think about doing it again, but to do it twice, that is white trash. And it's not like they didn't have access to whatever it was they wanted in the world anyhow. You remember when Winona Ryder got caught? shoplifting and people were so perplexed part of the reason it was so damaging to her reputation at the time which she's completely rehabilitated was because people saw it as totally unnecessary people will see uh 
people who are in a certain economic status steal, and they're like, well, yeah, I get it. It makes sense, you know. But then you have somebody that's really wealthy that has access to whatever it is they want, and, and people saw I know to write her that way, uh, you know, because she's famous celebrity actress, and, and here she was stealing. It's like, the, I mean, what? What is wrong with you? The Clintons? Able to give speeches for half a million dollars, uh, start, yeah, for $500,000, up to a million dollars, and they still, it's just like, they can't, you can, you can get them out of the white trash neighborhood, but you can't get the white trash out of them. But she is, after all, the smartest woman in the world. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. There's a uh, new Project Veritas video out, and it is undercover footage of Dr. Quentin Bostic, leading diversity, equity, inclusion director, uh, talking about how uh, he specifically has been able to uh, sell illegal lesson plans that teach critical race theory. And he's saying what many of us know, and frankly, what many of us hear from even locally, we've heard it from some school board members, uh, some of which aren't on the school board any longer, uh, that, oh, critical race theory, it's not taught. No, 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 that's no, 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 no. On one hand, they can't help themselves but defend it. We've seen this as well, and accuse anyone who's against it of wanting to whitewash history, but then they also claim that they don't, that, no, 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 we don't teach it, there's nothing to see here. And, and this undercover video uh, shows Dr. Quentin Bostic essentially nodding to this and and that is by saying well you just have to call it something else in the video he's heard bragging about how he's willingly violating state laws with his lesson plans uh he calls governor brian kemp a republican of georgia an idiot shares how he gets around georgia's ban on the material being taught uh he told the undercover uh, project veritas journalist quote the state they don't even know what's going on i would say i'm a good salesman but i'm also an evil salesman like so bad he also acknowledges that what he is teaching is illegal and that if authorities were to catch wind of his true activity, he would be nailed. Uh, he notes in the undercover video, critical race theory is banned. It's still banned in the schools. He said going on to acknowledge he teaches it anyway, saying on top of that, if you don't say the words critical race theory, you could technically teach it. And that's what's going on. You you have this occur in schools or in institutions um, and they they push it, but they just call it something else. And that's what this Dr. Quentin Bostick is acknowledging in this undercover video, not realizing, of course, he's talking to a journalist from Project Veritas, that all you got to just call it something that you just don't call it critical race theory, and then you know what you get to do? You get to say, well, we're not teaching critical race theory because you just give it a different name. That's all you have to do. It's just like how they don't call pornography pornography when they want it in the public libraries and schools for kids as young as elementary. You know, they, just, they don't call it pornography. They just give it some other name. It's just some uh, gender affirmation literature. See, there's no pornography here. It's something wonderful that is uh, treating everyone equal, making everyone feel special, and it is uh, a refusal to discriminate against the LGBT community. Well, who would be against that, right? So just give it a different name. 
He also admitted to taking a hands-on approach behind the scenes, portraying himself almost like a puppeteer, saying, quote, we're teaching diversity, we're teaching to love all humans. I'm behind the scenes. Like, teach it like this, though. Make sure you say this and use these words and use this book. So it's clearly very evasive. And anytime you have any individual or institution that tries to hide information, that is reason to be suspect. And unfortunately, we're seeing this more and more in schools to where many schools are flat out telling students, don't tell your parents. News in 60 seconds.